I sat there like so I watched this show every week with Holly. Yeah. And we were sitting there Sunday night. It was after midnight. And you know, they come out of their opening segment that they do every week and they're like, uh, we're gonna talk about WWE and I was like, Oh man <laughs> Um, I was super excited the minute I heard that this was a thing and I watched all of it and I watched it with my wife and she was just like this is that's really how they you know how they treat people i was like that's kind of how it's gone so um in case you can't tell guys we're talking about uh hbo's last week tonight with john oliver made some waves with wrestling fans they did a 20 plus minute segment this week talking about the status of independent contractors and the and wwe and how they treat their wrestlers and um me as an anti-WWE guy who hates a lot of their private business practices and the things they do, this is right up my alley. And Chris, as the unabashed slap who will defend their awful moral practices. Yeah. No, no and to it. You're, you're a WWE as long as they entertain me. I'll put up with the way they treat people. So this is... um. This is going to be fun for me, I think. I think we're going to end up getting mad. Uh, what did you think? No, I want you to go first. Oh, you want me yeah. to go first? No, I want you to go first. What would you like me to address first? Just, Which, just what, wherever you want to go. So, uh, For those of you that haven't seen the segment, it was basically they were exposing that um, if you work for the WWE, you are uh, legally treated as an independent contractor, which means you file your own taxes. WWE is not liable to provide you with health insurance, even though under federal law, if you have X amount of employees, you have to provide a health insurance option. If you work in the WWE offices, you have access to health care and a 401k and all this stuff. But if you're the wrestler who, I don't know, earns all the money for the company or a large part of the money, uh, you don't have those entitlements. So this segment was about how um, for years there have been attempts uh, by wrestlers who form unions and they've brought it up as, hey, we deserve representation. You can't treat us this way. And Vince McMahon uh, and the WWE have fought tooth and nail to retain that status that their wrestlers are independent contractors. They're independent contractors, but they're not allowed to work for anyone else. I don't know about you, but independent contractor to me means I can work wherever I want. I'm allowed to work for as many different people as I want because I'm not under contract exclusively to you. And what the segment was about on that side of it was, legally speaking, uh, John Cena cannot wrestle in any other wrestling organization because he has a performance contract with WWE, but he's listed as an independent contractor. Um, and from a legal standpoint, a lot of people don't think that the WWE should legally be allowed to do it. But there has never really been a uh, full-blown effort to challenge it because there's nowhere else for these guys to go. Um, even when WCW was a thing, it wasn't really an option because the money, for the most part, outside of a couple years, was, was better in WWE. Uh, you weren't going to leave Vince McMahon to go work in NWA or WCW in the late 80s and early 90s. The money wasn't the same. Uh, and they were treated the same down there as well, so it wasn't like... Um, it was any better. So I I absolutely agree 100% with this this idea that the, the wrestlers are treated like garbage and because they are not uh, 
privy to healthcare from the company and treatment programs, a lot of these guys, it's no secret, they end up with drug problems. Because you don't make money if you're not wrestling. If you're not on the road, you don't get paid, correct? Correct. If you have an elbow injury and you are responsible... And WWE says they take care of injuries that happen in their ring. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're walking around the house and you slip going down your steps and it tweaks a knee injury that is really the result of being on the road 300 days a year, WWE says, well, it didn't happen in our ring. We're not going to treat it. So you blow your knee out and you can't make any money unless you're in the ring wrestling. You can't afford the surgery, so you just got to rehab it. But you got to mask the pain, so you go to a doctor and you get a prescription, and then you become addicted to painkillers. And it's it's this vicious cycle of, like, I have to be in the ring to wrestle to make money, but they won't take care of me outside of the ring, so I have to do whatever I can to feed my family and take care of my my job because, again, if I'm not working, I'm not getting paid. It's this, this awful cycle, and that's what leads to a lot of these, these wrestler deaths and... Um, these awful injuries that that lead to guys not wrestling, you know, past their forties. Um, it was just really, it was an interesting, hard hitting, hard hitting, but also comedic look at the relationship between Vince and and his wrestlers. Uh, and like I said, I agreed with it one hundred percent. And I know you don't, so I want to hear what you thought was so okay. factually inaccurate or misleading or whatever. So okay. Um. For starters, uh, the timing of the piece, uh, yeah. the week before WrestleMania, yeah. was, I, if it's King, you know, King Kombody died like a month ago. Why wasn't the thing then? Well, so I can tell you from watching the show, um, and and I want to pref- I want to make clear too. Um, a lot of people were like, Jim Cornette was like, it's the best piece of journalism that's ever been produced from an outside content about pro wrestling it's not journalism uh last week tonight clearly has a stance on the issue they clearly have research to support their opinion on it and it's also full of fart jokes and Mm -hmm. comedy it's not journalism i want to make that clear um they do this all the time when they have these specialized segments where they they put the idea out right before a major event so that they can increase uh, capitalize on the hype uh, surrounding it. They've done this po- like around the elections or when there's mm-hmm. been like um, one of their major episodes was about the uh, the FCC's um, uh, opening up the internet so that internet companies can change your internet speeds based on advertising that sort of thing. They posted that piece the week before a major vote because they wanted the idea was people call into their congress people whatever. So this the timing of this piece is WrestleMania is this week. It's the biggest week of the year. And John Oliver even said beforehand, he loves pro wrestling. He's mm-hmm. a big wrestling fan. Doesn't mean he can't have an opinion. Um they did it this week because all all eyes like the casual wrestling fan right. is going to be paying attention to this. Right. That's the timing of it. I I just I haven't. I just have a problem with that. Like he did a thing about Crown Jewel last year that was fine because Crown Jewel was coming up there in November. He did his piece in October. Totally like it's this. But that was also this, surrounding the death of the journalist. That right. was the catalyst. For right. That. But it was happening then. Like mm-hmm. this is a problem. This isn't a new problem. This is a problem that's been happening for thirty plus years. So. 
like I just don't it just seems really convenient and I had a problem with that. Like if you're upset about it now, you should have been upset. You, you, well, they they do have they, it's a half hour program every week and like again, this is the time of the year to to like shine the the attention on it and say like wrestling fans all over the world are being paying attention to this. Oh, by the way, this product that you're all going to watch, those guys in that ring that are here to entertain you, the minute they lose any value to Vince McMahon, he shoves them out the door. And then he pretends that, well, we have a rehab program. If they get addicted to drugs, we'll take care of their drug problem. That's great. That doesn't do anything for them. Oh, great, I'm, I'm off of drugs, but my body's all beat to shit and I can't perform a regular job because of it. Where's where's the health care for that? Where's the training for what these guys are going to do after WrestleMania? It doesn't matter to Vince because once you lose value to him, you're gone. It doesn't matter to any wrestling company. But but the whole point of the segment is Vince McMahon is the wrestling company. It is the WWE is synonymous with professional wrestling. If you ask the if you ask fifty random people on the street. What's WWE? It's pro wrestling. If you ask people what AEW is, they'd have no idea. Right. It, like, you don't think about pro wrestling without those WWE initials. Mm-hmm. And if you're an independent contractor, if you run Ring of Honor and your guys aren't are to contracts as an independent contractor, they're allowed to work wherever they want. They, mm-hmm. They're allowed to work wherever Ring of Honor agrees. No, if, if you sign an exclusive agreement with Ring of Honor, they can control your dates. But if you're Flip Gordon coming in and you're going to work for Ring of Honor uh, at, at a, a string of shows in Boston and New York, and they're like, yeah, we're going to bring you in for these dates, you can still take bookings anywhere else. But if you sign an exclusive agreement, absolutely. you like They can control who you work with. But they don't get health care either. So what's the difference? It's n- I'm not saying it's, it's good... Trust me, I have a lot of problems with Sinclair Broadcasting and the way they handle Ring of Honor Wrestling. But the idea is Vince McMahon is the biggest guy. The only place to go in this country to make money as a professional wrestler, to make a significant living as a professional wrestler, is with the Vince McMahon in WWE. The only way to do that is to sacrifice your body for him, and they're not going to take care of you afterwards. And it's bullshit that they employ hundreds of people and then they skirt laws. They, they basically get around doing the things that act like businesses all over the United States have to do. It's not fair that the NBA has to provide health care and programs for their employees and their performers. But the WWE skirts it with some bullshit language in their contracts. It's... I get that they're the big dog, but they're not doing anything that er- any other wrestling company it has. It doesn't make it right, though. I'm not saying it makes it right. What? I'm I, I legitimately not... Like, well, Ring of Honor and Impact... No, Again, no one knows who Ring of Honor or Impact Wrestling is, either. You want to change... But Okay, you want to change the culture, you want to change um, the way things are done. If WWE says, hey, you come work for us, we're going to give you health care. We're going... To help you with your finances. We're going to help you uh, do all the things you need to do to make sure you don't fall into these traps. Uh, if if a guy gets hurt, and they one of the things they talk about in the, the show is an off-season for professional wrestling. Absolutely, there should be, maybe not an off-season where everyone's off, but there right. should be a rotating schedule I where you're not that. required to work 300 days a year throwing your body at the mat. I agree with that. Go on. Okay. So I watched the piece. Mm-hmm. I, I, I 
heard about it Monday morning. Uh, I had to work all day, so I really didn't get a chance. So I watched it when I got home. And as I watched, I took some notes about some some things. Um, so he starts out and he, he, he discusses four wrestlers, just four random wrestlers, not random, but, you know, he picks four. Eddie Guerrero mm -hmm. died at 38. Mm -hmm. Heart failure. Mm -hmm. Which was probably uh, because of his addiction to painkillers earlier in his life. Which happened in a car accident as a result of a car accident. Which happened a year before he even worked for the sure. company. Sure. On top of that, he wrestled 19 years. He worked less than five for the WWE. Sure. Uh, Macho Man. Um, same thing, heart attack. I'm sure he did steroids in the WWF, especially early, but you look at him in 1999 in WCW, he was more jacked and big than he ever was in WWE. Mm -hmm. Same thing. 27 years in the business, he only worked, uh, nine in the WWE and the last three or four of those, he was part-time. Um, you know, China... Drug overdose, you can't really quantify how much of that is because of WWE and how much isn't because she was only there for four years. You don't know. And we still don't know what killed King Kong Bundy yet. Right. Um, so that that was the first thing I was I was got to thinking about. Um, how, how much... Because I'm looking at it as... Like, I get the reasons why he went after Vince, but at the same time, like, it's not just a Vince problem, um, is my, my thing with it. Um, the, the clips, like, the Bret Hart he, clip he used is 20 years old, and it was from a movie that he made right after he left the company, and you couldn't pay him to say a nice word about Vince McMahon. Well, I, I think that clip was him, I, I'd have to go back and watch Wrestling with Shadows, but I'm pretty sure that clip... Was he was still working with the company at that point? But I don't think that it doesn't change just because it was twenty years ago and you couldn't pay him to say a nice thing about the company doesn't mean anything he said is wrong. What he said is absolutely right. Vince McMahon uses these wrestlers up and throws them away when he's done with them. When when a guy no longer serves his purpose of making money for Vince McMahon, he doesn't give a crap about that guy anymore. Off to the next one. As far as, well, Eddie only worked there for five years, blah, blah. The overall wrestling culture has been awful for a long time. Mm -hmm. The biggest, again, the biggest company in the world for that culture is WWE. Eddie Guerrero, uh, yeah, he had he had the drug problem, and it started in WCW. Absolutely. There's there's no question about that. Um, but I don't, I don't ever remember, uh, if you read his book... When he came in and he had all these problems, their thing was, we'll pay for you to go to rehab. But they didn't help him with anything else after that, like getting his life together. And, and we're going to send you to a rehab, but we're not going to be involved in, in what makes you tick or what makes you go after that. And if you read Eddie's book, they, he even tells a story about Vincent Mann. Like as soon as he's back in the company, he's like, put a beer in his hand for a segment that they're at. I want to see if he can, if he can handle this. Mm -hmm. Like that is a dickheaded thing to do. Mm -hmm. Now, Eddie handled it properly and, and didn't fall off the wagon, 
But that's a dickheaded thing to do. Mm-hmm. If you listen to Bruce Pritchard's podcast, yeah. they talk about the Scott Hall thing, where Scott Hall had very publicly had problems yeah. with alcohol abuse. So they make like they turn it into a story, and and make this fantasy world reflect his real life struggles. And Scott Hall is maybe the most notorious outside of Jake Roberts for having these drug problems. And their only thing that they do now, the only thing WWE does is they will pay for your drug rehab. Mm-hmm. That's not good enough. Not when you're a company that trades on the New York Stock Exchange. You tout how your your CEO is a billionaire. He's got all this money. He can start football leagues. Which, if he starts his football league, I guarantee those guys aren't going to be independent contractors. Mm-hmm. They're not. And, and it was the same with the WBF, the bodybuilding company, when he started that. Those people had guaranteed contracts. They were guaranteed health care and insurance and all this other crap that that the the boys in the business don't get. And even though it is a, a wrestling problem as a whole, you are Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. You are Pizza Hut. You are Ford Motor Company. You are the, like, you are in an internationally recognized symbol. You cannot build a culture where that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's not, it doesn't, but he gets away with it because of this inter- independent contractor status. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then, like, so yeah, there's there's quite a few people who are, are bitter um and and disgruntled and you know talk about how terrible it is. But there's also people who are the opposite. Um RVD has been making the rounds lately cuz he's got a movie out mm-hmm. about uh what he thought was going to be about his comedy tour but ended up being about him dealing with concussion issues. Uh and I've heard a couple of the interviews he's done and one of the things he says is that he doesn't blame anyone but himself for the state he's in because he made those decisions. Sure. Um, and he says that Vince actually, when he first came into the company, like talked to him multiple times about, Hey, put your hands up for chair shots. And RVD just told him, no, that's not how I do it until finally he's like, look, I'm not talking to you as my, as your boss right now. I'm talking to, to you as if your father was talking to you, you need to stop. You need to protect yourself. And after that, RVD started protecting himself. Um, yeah, I'm not going dis- to disagree that they should be taken care of better. Like, you can't disagree with that. They should be. Mm-hmm. My argument is that while they should be taken care of better, these guys know what they're getting themselves into, too. Um this was a very, as you can t- imagine, this is a very hot topic everywhere on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, I've been listening to a lot of Busted Open recently. And they talked a lot about it on that. And I actually went, because, I, again, I was only catching bits and pieces because I was in and out of the car. Uh, so when I got home after I watched the John Oliver piece, I went back and re-listened to the entire Monday episode of Busted Open. Um, because Bully Ray, who obviously worked for WWE and doesn't right now, mm-hmm. had, he had an interesting perspective on it. Um, and I actually wrote a bunch of quotes down. Um, so on the, uh, on the issue of being an independent contractor, he says, it might not make sense by definition, but you signed your contract. 
if you read your contract, if you understand your contract and knew what you were getting into, and then your lawyer read your contract and explained to you in layman's terms, terms what you were getting into, and you still signed the contract, then you're saying that you accept the terms of the independent contractor contract, even though it's not a typical independent contractor contract. Yeah. It's still illegal. Like, it is illegal to pay people $4 an hour to do a job. But I'm sure there are plenty of people you could get to sign a contract that says, I'm willing to ignore my legal rights to accept $4 an hour for uh, the job I perform. Or $8 an hour or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you want to use as your dollar figure. Right. But legally speaking, it doesn't make it right. There, there are protections in place in our country to make sure you don't get taken advantage of like this. Mm-hmm. It's a cle- They are taking advantage of people, and the way they get away with it is... I grew up, I wanted to be the main event of WrestleMania. The only place I can go to main event WrestleMania is to go to WWE. And if I want to do that, I have to play by their rules. That's not... They may have their own rules, but we also have a set of laws in this country that protect workers. Mm -hmm. And those laws have to be followed. And Vince McMahon has skirted them for far too long. Mm -hmm. And this... The mentality of... Well, you know what you're getting into. The boys, if they read their contracts and they they agree to it, it's okay. No, it's not okay. It doesn't it doesn't make it all right because we have laws in place that protect this. I could sign it like if I wanted to write up a contract that said I understand the risks of doing heroin and I hold no one accountable for what happens to me. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. I can't turn that over to a cop and say, "Look, officer, I know what the risks are and I want to take that." They're going to say, no, that is an illegal substance. You can't possess it under any circumstances. Mm -hmm. Under no circumstances should employees be held to independent contractor status and then not be able to work somewhere else, but then not be given the same protections as people that work for a company are entitled to through our laws. Mm -hmm. You work at, we both work at companies where they have uh, more employees and hit the the legal limit, which requires those companies to provide us with a healthcare option. And those, those options cost those companies hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars a year because they have to pay for the premiums of these people. Vince McMahon has gotten away for 40 years almost, yeah, 35 years, of not paying health care premiums for his employees. Now, it's only in the last eight years or so that he's, he would have legally been required to do so. But you think of 100 uh, wrestlers on the roster, mm-hmm. if they you know if they have to pay $25,000 a year for each one of those people, you know, you're, you're quickly looking at $2.5 million. He's avoided a year for four or five years. It's mm-hmm. $10 million he's put in his pocket. You think the guys at CEO at Ford aren't like, hey, can we sign up our, our line workers as independent contractors? Right. No, because you're not allowed to do that. It's And they this what you're saying about Bully Ray is, you know, they understand what they're getting into and they're, um, you know, that's on you. That's... I can understand personal responsibility, but if there's nowhere else to go to make a living in the business, uh, that's on that's comparable to the WWE's mm. level, of course you're going to be willing to sacrifice that because you don't want to work in the gymnasium for fifty dollars uh, a night. You want to go work at the biggest place with the mm-hmm. most exposure and get to tell those stories on a larger stage. But you have to sacrifice your rights as a worker in this country in order to do so. It's bullshit. It's mm. absolutely garbage. Right. No, I, I see your point. I, like, I'm not, 
I guess my thing is, uh, I'm not trying to like. I agree with everything you're saying. So uh, my biggest thing was it should have been, and you explained why you did it this way. It totally makes sense. My biggest thing is this is not just a WWE problem. It's an industry problem. Now you could have you, you could have very easily used them as an example. He did use them as an example. No, he used them as this is the problem here and only here. Because it's it's again it's Ford Motor Company is the like if if you I guess Ford's a bad example because there's major car companies all over the world. Uh, Domino's Pizza gets away with not paying their employees, and then you go to the mom and pop shop, and you well, it's the same mentality there. Well, they're just copying what the guys at the top do. You know, if W, I guarantee, if WWE or if our you know uh, our uh, federal government would actually investigate WWE and say like, hey, you've got to do something about this, it would change it at Ring of Honor and Impact. Um, companies that sign these exclusive contracts mm-hmm. because it's the way it should be. But you have to start with a big dog. You have right. to get, not Roman Reigns, um, which I will say the joke about Roman being a pedophile was a little, yeah. um, that was not not mm-hmm. necessary. They could have picked someone else on the roster, yeah. but whatever. Uh, you have to start with the guys at the top. You have to, to make sure that the top of the, the industry is it's trickling down so that everyone understands this is the the level you have to be at, and then if if Ring of Honor doesn't want to sign exclusive contracts with people, mm-hmm. fine, you know you then you don't have to pay them healthcare. If WWE wants them to be actual independent contractors, the Usos who just resigned should be able to walk out the door at in mid uh, mid May and say, hey, we're here to wrestle. We're an independent contractor. They're willing to pay me X amount of money to be here. I don't have to be in WWE that night. You can't do anything to me about it. So either they treat these guys like actual independent contractors and allow them to work wherever they want, whenever they want, Mm -hmm. or you have to start playing by the federal rules of uh, what employees are entitled to. Right. And, and, I get that you you think it's an industry-wide problem, but you're also willing to, like, ignore it because, eh, whatever, it's still entertaining to me. Mm-hmm. And this is where, like, I hope on Monday night, or I hope at WrestleMania, there is a large segment, I'm talking, like, half an hour, where the crowd just will not li- pay attention to what's going on in the ring to say, you need to take care of these people. You need to treat them like actual employees. Otherwise, you have to let them go do their own thing when they're not on Raw. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll happen. It won't happen because mm-hmm. wrestling fans, um, in general, will—they don't want to be bothered by that. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. They want to watch it and be. I'm gonna tune out for four hours and watch WrestleMania, and that's it. I don't want to think about all the other. Mm-hmm. nonsense and that's and that's another way he's got Vince has gotten away with it for so long right. is people are willing to ignore I mean uh, people they went over to Saudi Arabia when every other company in the world that had any sort of uh, not in the world but the majority of US companies that had any sort of ties to that Saudi government after they killed the journalist mm-hmm. with the Washington Post they're like we're not doing this anymore and Vince was like Cash that check, baby. Let's right. go. And that led to me. I haven't spent a single dollar on WWE merchandise since then. And I'm not gonna. I'm not buying tickets to their shows. I'm not buying their T-shirts. Um, I have the network because it was. I got a promotion for ninety nine cents for 
three months or whatever, and I had signed up for that, and then I just never canceled it. But if it went away, I wouldn't like I wouldn't feel awful about it. I like having the network, but at the same time, I'm not spending my money uh, on a consistent basis with them anymore because I don't agree with that principle. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, there's there's millions of fans around the world that aren't willing to to do mm-hmm. that, and that's the only way you're going to affect change is to right. to say, hey, we're not going to do this. You like what John Oliver should have said is he should have encouraged the crowd to stand up and walk out mm-hmm. at some point during the show. To send a message. We're not mm-hmm. going to deal with this. But wrestling fans don't care. But even then, they've already got the money. So, yeah, it doesn't look good to have an empty arena, but they already got the money for the tickets. So. Right, but the idea is to raise... A, I mean, the idea is you raise awareness so that the feds come in and mm-hmm. say, hey, you can't do this. Right. Like, this this isn't allowed. Right. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Well, this, I don't get well, digging into the politics. That's what I don't... And, that's the part that I, because, you know, I'm not a political person, so you know that. Uh, putting aside from the fact that he's friends with the current president. And his wife is the... Right. But they've only been in office for a couple of years. Why has nothing been done about it before then? It's a great question. It's, I think a lot of it is wrestlers... You know this as a fan. Wrestling and wrestlers and wrestling fans get treated as second-class citizens because mm-hmm. uh, you're dumb and you like that fake wrestling stuff. Um, the wrestling, the wrestlers themselves haven't really had, they haven't been able to unionize because if they unionize, um, there's a lot of things that go into place that limit the guys at the top, mm-hmm. their ability to stay on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why you never yeah. got like Hogan and those guys. And it's funny, Brett was a big. Uh, Pro union guy until he got to the top, and then he was like, "Oh, I want to fight for mm-hmm. my spot." Like Cody's even said that union union's just not going to work in wrestling. No, because all it takes is one or two guys. Yep, exactly. And then it's you're you're done. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the, the fact that was one of the things uh, Bully talked about on Monday is he didn't say which. I'm assuming he was talking about TNA, but he didn't specify, so I don't know. Uh, but he said that a few years ago. What, when he was in a company, like like seven or eight guys came to him. It's like, hey, we're thinking about, you know, banding together and standing up to management. What do you think? And he's like, okay. I, But here's what's going to happen. You're going to, you seven or eight are going to walk in and, you know, say, we want this for management. And then after you leave, management's going to call one or two of you okay. and say, here's... Here's how much money we're willing to give you if you just walk away from this. And one of you will take it. Will take it. And then you guys are done. And then the next person will take it. And the next. Mm -hmm. It's. Yeah, the the idea of unionizing is never really. And if you want to form a union, Vince McMahon is just going to say, okay, well, I'm going to go with the guys that are non union. Mm -hmm. And they'll. There was enough sharks in that tank that are going to. Say well, I don't. I don't believe in a union. I mm-hmm. don't need that. You know, JBL would be the the perfect example. Like if you try to unionize in the mid nineties, mm-hmm. JBL would have been like, "F that," and then he would have been a top guy. Yeah. Um, I think I uh, I don't think there's enough light shut on it because um, Vince McMahon donates a lot of money for political causes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it and if you remember, I know uh, Obama did advertisements for the SmackDown Your Vote campaign. Yeah. And, like, they gave money to the Obama campaign, and they gave money to uh, uh, 
um, Mitt Romney. And, like, they, they're really smart about playing both sides. So they're just kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way anything would happen now. Right. The McMahon family was one of Trump's biggest donors yeah. uh, in the lead-up to the 2016 election. Linda McMahon is the... Uh, the head of the Small Business Association. Well, not anymore. She stepped down from that last week. I don't think she's actually... I think she's planning to step down. I don't think the actual move has happened. Okay. But she's been part of his cabinet for right. two years now. Three years almost. Uh, um, they have a clearly a close relationship because mm-hmm. Trump has been involved with them yeah. so many times. Mm-hmm. It's not going... There's nothing's going to be done about it right now. Right. But at some point soon, it needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And I think... And I know you gave me a hard time about... My enthusiasm for AEW and why I like I'm so excited for that company. One of the big reasons I'm excited for it is they have talked about providing health care and benefits for their employees and trying to do more than just treat them as pieces of, of the puzzle. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm. I listened to a little piece of audio last night from uh, the Observer Radio mm-hmm. and someone asked that very question. As of right now, yeah, I know. The only people getting healthcare there are their thirteen executive vice presidents, or however. The sure. rest of the guys aren't getting it. Yeah, but from what I understand too, the guys that are getting that, um, the guys and gals are also not under exclusive AEW. You can only work here contracts. Only I know they work here in the states. See, we don't we don't have their contracts, so we don't know. But from my understanding, what I remember reading when they first kind of launched this is that, like they're signing people to, to like you can be all elite, but you can also we're not going to take away your ability to work at other places as long as you're making your dates for us, which would then qualify them as an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. They're they're you know hey you're gonna sign a deal with us at AEW we're gonna pay you X amount of money you're needed on these dates mm-hmm. you this is when you're going to work if you're not working on these dates you are free to do whatever else you want mm-hmm. that makes you an independent contractor and you're not taking advantage of the worker at that play at that point mm-hmm. now if AEW does the same thing absolutely they should be taken to task as well and I I will say that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But if they're also like, hey, we're going to provide you with health care by being one of our talents and you're still allowed to work, I mean, that's a that's a win, too. And they've, mm-hmm. you know, Tony Khan, when he was on Jericho, was talking about, like, they they want to do more than just sign talent. They want to provide them with health care and, mm-hmm. and more opportunities to do stuff outside of, mm-hmm. uh, of their wrestling company. Right. I don't know. Like I said, we don't know for sure. But I... I if memory serves like Jericho got an exclusive contract he can't work anywhere else in the in the US it would make sense that he's going to get health care and all that but mm-hmm. if you're you know MJF or one of these other guys that's kind of an underneath but you know we want to use you but you're not you're not going to be here every week or whatever mm-hmm. and they say you can go somewhere else and work that's that's an independent contractor that makes sense right you're not limiting their abilities to yeah. to make money cuz it would be it would be completely different if you know, Dolph Ziggler wanted to come in and say, yeah, I'm going to sign with WWE, but if you're not going to use me on the TLC pay-per-view, I'm going to go work Ring of Honor's house show and whatever because they're, they're willing to pay me $5,000 to come in that night. Mm-hmm. That's the way an independent contractor should work. Right. Once you've hit your, your amount of dates the company owes you, go on. And, and, you know, Brock is the perfect example of that. Brock hits his dates, but he's also allowed to go do his UFC stuff because mm-hmm. he's required to serve, 
you know, do a certain number of dates. And Brock is a guy that has the leverage to be able to walk in and say, mm-hmm. "You want me? You're gonna you're gonna agree to these demands." Mm-hmm. And Vince, absolutely, go ahead. Well, yeah. But if you're Tyler Breeze, you don't have that stroke. No. But you're still required to be at every TV taping just to sit and catering mm-hmm. and make your five hundred dollar minimum for just being there when you right. could you could have spent that weekend on the road doing right. a you know a couple independents and make ten times as much. Right. Bull crap. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have to pay for your own health care and you've got all these other, you know, your road expenses aren't covered by the company. They fly you right. into town, but it's up to you to get to the next building mm-hmm. and rent your own hotel room and all that other bullshit. Yeah. But, but you don't have the freedom to work wherever you want. Right. So. Yeah. No, like, I want to be clear. At the end of the day, I do want these people taken care of. Like, I don't want that to be lost here. Like, I... I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that big of an a-hole. <laughs> like, yeah. like I do. I, but you're willing to tolerate it as long as they entertain you on Monday and Tuesday nights. Well, there's nothing I can do about it. Oh, sure there is. There's a lot you can do. Don't give your money to that company. Meh. Yeah. No, but I like, I like wrestling. So. Yeah. So. <sighs> well. I didn't yell at you like I thought I was going to, because no. I thought you were going to get over here and be like, no, they shouldn't be taken care of. And no, no, no. I mean, come on. I'm No. You have to be an idiot <laughs> to, to take that stance. No. My my whole thing was, it was, I mean, and it was very, it was a very entertaining segment. There's no doubt about that. Like, I laughed. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I, it's, he, WWE is the biggest fish in the pond. No doubt about it. But it's, it. It's a problem that predates them, and it's a problem that's, as big as they are, bigger than them. Well, it doesn't really predate them, though, because the independent contractor contract came up when they started signing people with WWE. When Vince Jr. expanded, Uh I'm pretty sure he was the one, because the way it worked back in the day is, you were working down in Florida Championship Wrestling, and then you went to the booker, and you're like, hey, I'm finishing up. You got three weeks, and they're like, all right, see ya. And then you just... Went up to Minneapolis and worked in the AWA. Once Vince came along, he's the one that started signing people to these exclusive contracts. That didn't predate. But no. when, but when you're in that territory, you're exclusive exclusive to that territory. Well, yeah, but but you're also but there wasn't like a contract like you can't go work like it was very much I'm leaving in three weeks. Uh, you know, uh, Jerry Jarrett's got a gig for me to go job out to Lawler for the next six months. Uh, I'm going to go. And they'd say, okay, see you later. Right. You're out of here. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe like top, top guys may have had contracts, but I'm sure the 95% of the roster wasn't like, well, too bad. You told mm-hmm. me you'd be in Austin to, to face Tully. You can't. Yeah. No, you finish up in three weeks and you're on to the next territory. Right. I'm, and I'm pretty sure they talked about it in the segment. Like yeah. when Vince expanded, he started signing these exclusive agreements. Right. That's how they they got guys like Hogan to come over and then he couldn't go back to AW. He was locked in. Where mm-hmm. is he going to go? Right. So and as you've seen with like CM Punk and stuff like that, when guys try to leave, they throw a damn fit and try to ruin their lives over it. Mm-hmm. Because Vince McMahon is an asshole. As was pointed out in that segment. Mhm. Yeah. I had to tell you I was pretty excited when they brought up CM Punk and that. Oh, I know you were. I know you <laughs> the, were. The Art of Wrestling podcast with yeah. Cabana. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, one thing I do want to point out about the segment that I thought 
really let, uh, lend credibility to it. They didn't get into the Benoit stuff. They didn't get into um, a lot of the... They mentioned the drug issue, but they didn't get into really heavy about all mm-hmm. that. Like, they pre- they stuck pretty close to the, like, hey, you, it's, it's, it's not just... Uh, about the drug culture that you, you know, every yeah. year they have, someone has that story. It's, this is, this is what kind of creates that culture. And this is why um, a lot of these guys are bitter and, and upset. It's mm-hmm. it's not just like, yeah, it is the, it's the wrestler's responsibility when they take the drug or they take the steroids. Like Vincent doesn't, depending on who you believe, <laughs> yeah. Vince doesn't for, didn't force guys to take steroids. Mm-hmm. He didn't, and Mick, Foley even wrote it in his book. He's like, we make those decisions, not Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, when the culture is, you have to work in order to get paid, and you can't go work anywhere else because you're under this mm-hmm. independent contract, but you can't. Mm-hmm. That is an issue, and that that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like I absolutely agree. You know, no one forced Chris Benoit to, to yeah. become addicted to painkillers and all that. Mm-hmm. But the culture of growing up in a business where you had to make the next town, brother, mm-hmm. that that and that can be addressed. And in one point, we didn't really we touched on, but um, the idea of an off season. Yeah. Like I would love, and I saw this on Squared Circle on Reddit, and it's the it's the idea that's made the most sense to me. Is you've got your Raw and SmackDown rosters. Um, and you could you could move NXT up as a third brand, and you've got three brands that kind of circle every, for three months at a time. Mm-hmm. So like NXT could go from like April through June, um, and then SmackDown could be part of it at that time too. But mm-hmm. the Raw roster is off. Yeah, but there's still like a Monday Night Raw. Raw. You've got three rotating rosters that maybe aren't aren't set in stone. But like you, you tell the talent like this group is off this entire time mm-hmm. You're, unless someone like a Becky blows up and they're like we need you on TV every yeah. Day. But for the most part, you're guaranteed three months off every year, and then mm-hmm. Mania season maybe all of them are all of them together. are together. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. There should be guaranteed time off for these guys. Oh, definitely, and not even just from these the. You know, obviously, the more important physical standpoint, like from a creative standpoint, yeah, exactly, like it would be a lot better. And the and the, I would like it if the creative staff were off for three months at that time too, and just like you've got three months to just yeah let ideas percolate, yeah. and and yeah. it would make the wrestlers feel more, uh, they'd feel fresh. You you'd be anxiously anticipating the return of your favorite mm-hmm. guy who's in the off season right now, but. Uh, when they come back, you're ready for mm-hmm. it. I, if anything, that would be the idea I'd be most excited about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, the other thing I, um, he mentioned it. I think he kind of undersold it because it like, I don't think there's any doubt. Like the last ten years, they've been a lot better about looking out for the well-being of the performers. Um, as as it com- pertains to like what happens, a, if you believe the CM Punk thing, and I absolutely, of do course you do. Every look, the whole uh, they have a concussion, blah blah. You you and I were just talking about the Tommaso Ciampa thing, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the new docu, the little twelve minute mm-hmm. documentary they put out, where like he had literally not had strength in his hands, and he was getting stingers for weeks, and people knew about it. And they were like, well, he can work through it. Like, 
unless you have a brain injury, they're still like, well, if you can work through it, you should get out there. A brain injury is no, like, it's it's different, but, like, uh, treating someone for a concussion is great. Um, but if you've got a bad knee and the only way you can get through to making that next town is, again, you got to take the pills for it or whatever the prescription is, that's not any better than le- letting someone go out there who has a concussion and work. They have a physical problem that needs to be addressed. But because they can't afford not to be in the next town, they have to just suck it up and get out there. And that's Tommaso Ciampa had to have his neck fused. Now, he'd been working for 13 years. He was going to need it anyway. Mm-hmm. But they let him go out and wrestle a Raw, a SmackDown, and an NXT TV taping when they knew he had had stingers in the past without getting it taken care of. Johnny knew, but they didn't say... Triple H didn't know. Like, they said that he would go off into a corner by himself. If he's... Okay, I get where you're saying. If he's not... I'm sorry. If you're not willing to offer up that information, I don't care if it's because if you don't work, you don't... If you're not willing to offer up that information, that's on you. But, again, if the idea is, like... Like he says in that documentary, he's got a new kid. He wants... Like, he's got to make... He's trying to make money for his family and stuff. Like, he's trying to work through it as much as possible because he's not getting a huge paycheck. He's not getting big paychecks now that he's on the mm-hmm. shelf for the next year. How's he supposed to provide for his family? Like, he's not. He's going to get a, a you know, a, a little bit of a something to help get by, but he's not putting money in his bank account now because mm-hmm. he got hurt. And it, what what is he supposed to say at that point? Again, is he... He should go volunteer that information, and they're going to say, okay, well, you've got to come off the road, and we don't have anything else for you until you're back and ready to go. That doesn't address the culture of, like, we need to take care of these guys and and make sure, like, he had been on the road for 14 years. Like, if he had some off-seasons, maybe he wouldn't have been in such bad shape or he'd had time to recover. Or, I don't know, he gets a surgery, and instead of being off for... uh, He's going to be off for a year and not getting paid for a year. Well, if he had three to six months of built-in time off coming to him anyway that they were going to pay him for, that helps pay the bills and put a little money in his, and take care of it. I guess that goes into my other th- other thing about it, though, is, like, a lot of these guys come in already beat up. So, like, like how much of that is on, like, other than the fact that they've worked, now that they work for him, like, if I go, I don't know, I don't know, like, if I go mess mess up my elbow and then go to or work. blow your knee out jumping out of a grocery truck? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, like, and then, I don't know. It's, it's, I can't. Give, I know, I know where you're going with this. I'll give you the example. Uh, a player in the NFL, uh, in college, he's banged up. He has shoulder problems, right? And they do all the testing and they say he's good to go to play. If he goes to the NFL and messes up his shoulder, they still have to take care of him. Like, they know the risk. It works both ways. You know the risk of getting in the ring. There's a chance you could get hurt. But you also know as a company there's a risk that you're taking by signing a talent. And you're responsible to that talent if something goes wrong. And it's not just we're going to pay you a little bit of money to get by. Like You are responsible for their, their health care and their 401k and, and making sure that they are getting what is owed to them through their contract. WWE, again, skirts that by saying you're an independent contractor, and if you don't make X amount of dates or you don't work in X amount of time, we can legally terminate your contract, and you're left with diddly squat. Mm -hmm. Because 
That's the term of the contract. Mm-hmm. And they have to sign it because, again, it's the only place to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they may come in banged up, but you also have to assume that when you're bringing these guys in, you take on a risk of they're going to come work for your company and help you make money. If something goes wrong, you're responsible to take care of them. Mm-hmm. It, it works both ways. Makes sense. So. Yeah. So, well, but, we'll but back to the original point of that whole thing, uh, they do lean on people to keep working because we've seen the evidence that mm-hmm. guys continuously work through injuries because the company needs them to make the next tour. They need to to have so-and-so at the top of the card for Europe or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they may not do it with brain injuries because of everything that happened with Benoit and you know, the the national coverage of concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you tweak your ankle, you know. If if Rey Mysterio really got hurt this week, if there's any chance he can go out and work Sunday, they're going to make sure he's out there wrestling. Mm-hmm. Regardless. Because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Well, if he says he's good to go, he's good to go. Oh, yeah. Because uh, wrestlers are so willing to sit on the sidelines. And... Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I just... Yeah, like, again, I keep going back. Like, obviously, yes, they should have, from a company standpoint, be better taken care of. But at the end of the like, you're responsible for your own personal well-being, too. Like, that's all. I, I, I can agree to a certain point, but um, if, if the thing you're, you're trained to do uh, and the thing you can make the most money in your life with um, requires you to be there no matter what. You find a way to get through it just because you have to. If you had to go to work tomorrow, and like you said, you blew out your knee, and your your boss was like, "Hey, you've either you've got to go to work, you've got to be in for your shift uh, at some point in the next week. We'll give you a week to take care of yourself, but if you're not good after that, uh, we're gonna find someone else, and you're no longer working here, and you don't have." any other options you've got your bills to pay and stuff like that you would probably do whatever you could do to make sure you were back at work that following one day mm-hmm. and you could say you know yeah it's my personal choice to do that but yeah. when you're faced with real life decisions of like i have to take care of x y and z otherwise uh i'm going to be uh without a house or a car or whatever mm-hmm. you're willing to suck it up and deal with whatever yeah it's not right it's not right but i mean it's I wouldn't have any, like, if it affected me later on, like, I wouldn't. I, just, the way I'm, I wouldn't have anyone else to but, blame. But do you know why your boss can't do that to you? Because we have laws in place to protect the worker, so if they get hurt doing something like that, they don't lose their job immediately because they couldn't make a shift because they got injured. Right. But WWE doesn't follow that because, as John Oliver said, Vince McMahon is an asshole. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen the segment, it is on YouTube, the full 20-some minutes. Yeah, I don't know how long um, it was. It was... It's really, like, I know we, we kind of got into the weeds here and talking about the the finer points, but they also break it up, the, the heaviness with a lot of humor. They show clips of Vince getting his ass kicked, mm-hmm. and, uh, crazy WWE stuff. And, and like I said, John Oliver even said, like, he's a huge wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. He loves this stuff. Um, it's really the best form of entertainment there is out there. Uh, but it doesn't mean you can't look at it through a critical mm-hmm. lens. Right, yeah. So I say we hop on a plane and go to New York and buy $6,000 tickets for the front row of Raw Monday and just hang up signs so you give them health care. <laughs> oh, 
Chancellor one, there ain't no way a sign is getting in the door <laughs> saying anything about healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> Those things would be confiscated faster than a CM Punk sign. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's why you gotta fold it up and like stuff it in stuff your britches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>